I'm just going to go ahead and continue talking again um, this evening on, on desire. And I really, I really think it's a great message what we've been doing the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, because our desires are so important. And we all have, as I've been saying, we've all, we all have the ability to desire. But really what we're getting down to tonight is I want to have God's desires in my life. And I'm sure you're the same. You want to have God's dreams, God's desire. You want to have, you want to be, have God's desires and you want to be operating in that and functioning in God's desires for your life. I know that's where I am anyway. That's, that's my life and I'm sure it's the same with you as well. Um, and so um, desire really becomes a big part of our, of our lives. Um, but really tonight what I'm going to end up looking at tonight for a while, I'm going to look at our heart and I'm going to show that, you know, that's really where God deals with. He deals with our heart. I actually started along the, or didn't start, I got to that. Uh, finished with it la last week, um, talking a bit about our, about our heart. But you know what? If you look at your life like a like a, a mobile phone or like a, your iPad, you know, if you if you download a, an, an app onto your 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 device, the first thing it's going to do whenever you do, download that that app, it's going to start looking access into your phone so that it can use your phone, so that it can access it. Because like if you if you um, download like say for instance like a, a Photoshop or something like that, you're not it's not going to be much good to you unless it can start to access your photographs. So it started to asking can can the can the, this app have access to your camera? Can this app have access to your files and um, to your um, mic and all of this kind of stuff? So it's asking for access into your into your phone. But you know what? That's what I want to talk about tonight because our heart is like that as well. And God's looking access into our heart. That's that's what He's looking for. He wants access. And for us really to have God's desires in our lives, we have to first of all be willing to say, God, I, I give you my heart. I give my heart over to you. And, I, and I'm giving you access into my heart. I'm giving you access into, into my desires. I, you know, it's just, it's just like press and accept whenever you get a, an app on your phone. When you, you're, it's like you're saying, God, I accept um, to allow you access into my heart. So that you can start to work in my heart. I'm not closing the door on you. I actually open the door wide open for you. So that you can come in and access my heart. And really that's, that's really where we, where I know that's where we want to be. We want to be at that place. Uh, we may already be at that place. Where we have the door wide open. You know, but I, I found this here um, as a believer. Uh, I found it like, it's like your heart like has many different compartments to it. It's just, you know, it's like your house. You know, sometimes you're in your house, you can have a certain room. That, that's a rubbish room. Just don't, if visitors come, don't let them see in that room. Like, that's where everything is. Anything that doesn't need to be in display, something we've had for the last 40 years, but, you know, we don't want anybody to see it. You know, it was something we carried about with us from every house that we went to. We don't know why we have it, but we have it stuck in that room. You know, we all have... In our heart, we've got rooms like that. We've, we've rooms where we, we, we let God have access to, but you know what? There's other rooms where we don't. Or we find as we go on in God, you know, God maybe starts dealing with an area for lives. And what he's asking for really is, is give me access to that part of your life. And I, I tell you, anytime God asks you for access to, your, to any part of your life, access to your heart, it is never to hurt you. It's because he has a good plan for you, but he needs to get into that room so, because he needs to do something in there for what he has planned for you further down the street. And so anytime God's dealing with areas in our life, 
That's what he's doing. He's just saying, let me in there. It could be, could be a hurt. It could be an offense. It, it could be um, a, a past um, mistake. Or it could be just an insecurity. It could, you know, it just could be any area in our life where we've just put up a barrier or we've bolted that door. And we say, nobody's going in there. God's not even going in there. But you know what? If we open that door and say, God, I invite you into this. Or uh, there's an area where we find difficult in believing God. You know, that's like a room where we've closed it up and something maybe has happened or, or maybe we, we could be... Sometimes people have things happen to them whenever even they're young, when they're kids. You know, even people saying things to them or whatever and they close a the door in their life. And it's, it becomes like an insecurity. But you know what God's saying? He's saying, open that door. Just dare to dream. Dare to let me in there. Dare to let me into that insecurity. Sometimes we can have like... Um, barriers in our life where you know we, we come up against them have you ever come up against like a barrier in your life and you just feel you want to withdraw because insecurities come fears come and it's just like it's something you have to press on through and get out the other side I, i've had that happen so many times there's been areas where we have stepped out into things um even in god we've stepped out and i i've went to step out and then came running back and I've planned right up to it and then I've ran back. But somewhere along the line, I just had to say, right, I'm going through that. And you know what it was? It was insecurities that were right in my face. Telling me you can't do it or this or that. Or, you know, just past things or something or voices. And just didn't feel like you could do it. But it's just like the sound barrier. Sometimes you just have to break on through. And when you get out the other side, you realize all it was was an insecurity. But you know what it is? It's given God access. I've had insecurities. Not if I've come and brought them to God and said, God, I'm insecure in that area and I need you to help me. I need you to, to come in and help me in this area because I'm struggling in this area. You need to build me up, strengthen me, show me, show me your plan. Let his words speak into your life. And you know what it does? Even though you might, you might still face all of that intimidation, but they're strengthening you to push on through. Amen. And that's really, that's, that's allowing God into our heart. Um, your, your, your heart is like giving God the code to your, to your heart. And all way of putting it. You know, if you, uh, on my phone, I have a, there's a lock screen on it. So you have to put in a code to get into my phone. Well, sometimes we have a code on our heart. But you know what really we, we, we're doing, what we're talking about here, is giving God the numbers. And saying, God, I give you access into every aspect of my phone, put it in our heart, every aspect of my heart. Amen. And that's a huge thing to do with desires. Amen. Now, I was looking at this verse last week, Mark 11, verse 22. It says, And Jesus answered and said unto, unto them, Have faith in God, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass. Look at this, he shall have whatsoever he says. Verse 24, it says, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Amen? Whatsoever things you desire. And, you know, I, I, I did talk a bit about this last week, that, you know, this is talking about, uh, here in context, talking about faith. Faith's roots are in the Word. So it's not just talking about, oh, just dream up anything. It's, it's get the Word and let the Word start to impress you. And then you start to get that into your heart. And when it gets into your heart, it's going to start coming out of your mouth. And when it comes out of your mouth, you're going to have what you say. Amen. But it says here, therefore, I send you whatsoever things you are, desire. 
Amen. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray. This is really key. Um, and it's a real key part of our prayer life here. And I'm going to show this tonight. That you know what? When you allow God access into your heart, He's going to start to affect your desires. And then when He drops His desires in your heart, here's what you do. You start to pray them out. And it gives a different aspect to, to desires here and a different aspect to our prayer life. You see, when you let God deal with your desires... See, once he starts dealing with your desires, that's the next stage of that is then start to pray them out. Pray out what God has put in you. Start to speak it. And stand when it says here, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive it. You believe that you receive. Start when God drops desires in your heart, start to speak them out. And believe right there that you receive it. Even if you can't see the results of it, you have to believe right there and then and then what do you do start talking out those things with god that's the way your prayer life is god god how, how does this come to pass in my life show me show me keys god start to show me how this actually unfolds but you believe you have it the moment you pray the rest of your prayer life is praying that out thanking god for it asking god to, to show you god where's my part in this god is there something i need to do but i know that's a desire from you lord god how does this manifest now in my life sometimes you pray and you're asking god for help or you're asking god for keys in your life god show me many times i pray like this over things all the time god show me what is the key in this situation give me the key to see this manifest in my life but what you're doing is you're spending time with God. You're letting his desires drop in you. And then when his desires drop in you, start to pray them out. Amen. Amen. Start, to, start to pray those prayers out. And then what's good about this, it says, I say therefore unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them. And what? And you shall have them. When God drops a desire in your heart, he has already made provision for that to come to pass in your life. Amen. But what he needs to do, us to do is to believe it. And to speak it out. Amen. But that's going to come out here as we talk, as we talk um, this evening. Let me look over here for a moment. Here, here's a, a portion of scripture that, that we all love. You know, um, Jeremiah 29, 11. And I love this portion of scripture. God's spoken out of, out of this portion of scripture so many times to me um, over the years. But um, here's something here that, you know, God spoke to me long, long time ago. And, and Jeremiah um, 29 verse 11, it says here, look what it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. You know, I, I can remember reading that and thinking, you know, God, that's great. You know the thoughts that you think towards me. You know, it says in one translation, the plans. So God has plans for our life. God has a purpose for our life, okay? And it says here, I know the thoughts, or I know the plan that I have for you. You know, I, I, I'm thinking there, God, that's great, you know. But you know, God knows all things. It's not, it's not going to help me God know it. You understand? It's not going to help you God knowing the plan that he has for you. But you need to know that God does have a plan for you. And you need to know, as it says here, that it's a good plan. Because you see, many times people think, you know, if I, um, if I give God access to my heart and access into my desires, he's, he's liable to give me something to do that I am going to hate. And many times people have taught stuff like that over the years. You know, that if you totally give God access to your life, he's going to ask you to do something. He's going to send you to some part of the world that you hate. Because all he's looking out of your life is obedience. No, I tell you, God loves you. He loves you. And here's the thing about God. God loves people as well. 
And if God uses you to reach people in wherever that is, and he's going to use all of us to reach people if we give him access to our heart. But he's going to, first of all, he's going to drop the desire for that into your heart. Okay? That's what I'll get to here in a second. But I want you to see that God has a good plan for your life. It's not, God's not going to destroy your life. Do you see, whenever you follow God, he's going to give you a, a life that, you know, uh, the world would put it this way, it's to die for. But we're going to live for it. Amen? He died for to give it to us. Okay? But you know what? God has a wonderful plan for our lives. God loves you tonight. And he's a wonderful plan for your life. Yeah. You know, and when you, when you follow him, I'll tell you, sometimes it's like a roller coaster when you're on it. I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's never just, you know, straight down the road kind of a thing. I mean, you hang on, you're on a journey now. You're on the journey of your life when have you... When have you um, Follow the plan that God has for you. I like to look at it. It's like Indiana Jones. You're going to be on an adventure. You know, it's just going to be amazing. You're going to, you're going to have a story to tell out of, your, out of your life. Your life will not be born if you put Jesus first place in your life. I can tell you. It's going to be exciting. Um, but look what it says here. That I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil. Sometimes people say, you know, God put this on me and put that on me. No, he didn't. God has only thoughts of peace. He hasn't any thoughts of evil for our lives. Amen. To give you a, an expected end. That means you, you can live with expectancy whenever you start to follow the plan that God has for your life. But look what it says here. I know the thoughts. Okay. Now, I need to get his thoughts into my heart and you need to get his thoughts into your heart. So how does it come to pass? Look what it says here. Then you shall call upon what? Me. Do you see? He has them. He has the thoughts. He has the plan. He has the purpose for your life. So if you want the plans that God has for you, the blueprint that God has for your life, you know, what, what do you do? You go to Him. Do you know, a lot of months ago, I had this, um, like an inner vision. But I was like, as if I could see the blueprints for man sitting on God's desk. And um, I was looking at the blueprints and I, I could tell you there was no plans there for failure. There was no plans there for, you know, for, for God's man to be a failure and to be defeated. God had just plans, just like if you, if you were to de design something, you design something for a purpose and it's going to be something that's going to um, be of benefit. Well, I tell you, God has a good plan for your life and a good plan for my life. And if you could see the blueprints that God has for you, you would start to dream higher. Because God doesn't have plans for you to fail. You, you may fail in life. And God has like a, a way for you to keep succeeding even if you do fail. You know, failure, falling in God is not the end. God gives us the grace to get back up again and go again. Amen. But if you could see the blueprints that God has for your life. I tell you, it would cause you to have expectancy. You would start to dream. You would want that plan that he has for you more than anything. Amen. I, I could just see it on the inside of me. As I, was, I was lying in bed. Sometimes when I'm lying in bed, I just think a lot. I lie there and I think. And do you know what? It was just like I could just see these blueprints just sitting like, just on, on, like on God's table. Just like an architect you know, of old would have had his drawings out. But I could see these blueprints of God's man. And what man was meant to be. And I know if we catch a glimpse of that, it'll cause our expectancy to go up higher. But look, then shall you call upon me. Look how many times it talks about me here. And you shall go and pray unto me. 
and I will hearken unto you, and you shall seek me and find me, when you shall search for, look at that, me, with all of your heart. That's like giving God access to your heart. You're going after God, and you're saying, God, I, you know what, I, I want you. But I'm going to bring this out tonight because this is really key whenever it comes to finding out what God has for your life and getting God's desires into your heart. You see, the first thing he'll do is he'll drop the desire for that thing that he has for you into your heart so that you want it. Okay? Because desire gives you the ability to want it. That's why desire is so important in prayer because when you're, you're praying out something you want that God has put in your heart. Okay? And that's what faith... Um, Faith takes on a, a, a whole new meaning when you understand desire. God wants to get into your desires. And he's going to give you the want to for what he has for your life. Okay? Um, but this is like giving God the, 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 the keys of your heart. Look, look at that part there. It says, when you shall search for, look at the me. And I, I'm, going to, I'm going to bring this out tonight. Many times people are searching for everything else. But I'm telling you, you're, the plan that God has for your life is found in him. And all he's looking for us to do is give him the access to our heart. That's what um, Proverbs 4 says. It says, My son, attend to my words, incline your ear unto my sins. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto them that find them. And look at this. And health unto all their flesh. And it's telling us to keep or to guard our heart. Protect your heart this is where God is going to deal with. God deals with your heart. So it's saying here, keep your heart, protect your heart, guard your heart. Look at this. With all diligence for out of it. Okay? You see, your heart has exits to it. So what you allow in is going to want to find a way to get it out. Okay? So if you can get God's desires into your heart... Let me tell you, it's going to start coming out, of your, out into your life. Amen. So whatever, whatever's in your heart in abundance, it's going to start looking for a way out. First of all, you're going to find out that it's going to come out in your words. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth starts to speak. When you get God's desires into your heart, you're going to start to speak them. And you know what? Well, you're going to have what you say. Amen. So, depends on what desires you get in. What desires you get into your heart? There's an exit for those desires. So, there's entrances. We know the entrances into our heart are our ear gate and our eye gate. What we put before our eyes and what we put before our ears are going to affect our desires. Okay? So what you see and what you hear is going to affect your desires. That's why um, um, Solomon is saying here, My son, attend to my words. Incline your ears unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. You know why? Because it's going to be life to you. Amen? It's going to be life to you. It's going to be healthy. It's going to be strength to you. And then it's letting you know that out of your heart, are all of the issues of life. Everything, the, everything in your life comes out of your heart. It all comes out of your heart. Your heart is key to your life. That's why in Mark chapter 4 it tells us to, 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 about the ground. And to look after the ground of our heart. That's why we do, we're not, not to allow offense and strife and bitterness and all. It's going to affect our heart. And what gets in into our heart is going to come out in our life. So that's why I'm saying here, guard your heart. So here, here's the best way to guard your heart. 
let God's Word get into it. Just keep putting God's Word into it. You're guarding your heart when you're doing that. You're protecting your heart. You're allowing God's Word in and not any other Word in. Is not what, uh, right back at the start of this series, when I was looking at desire, is not what happened with Eve and Adam, um, especially Eve there. Um, Satan was able to get in on those desires, put other desires on the inside of her, so that she wanted other things. Her heart wasn't guarded. Well, I'm telling you, God wants us to guard our heart because out of our heart comes everything. That's why if you can keep your heart in a, in a good place and God keep it good ground, it'll start to be fruitful in your life. It may take time, but you just watch it. It'll start producing fruit. You'll start getting a good crop out of your heart. Amen. Now, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. I love this verse here again. This is, I'm going to bring this out here talking about, you know, when you want God's desires in your life, you need to seek him. Search after him. He has, just like I know the thoughts that I think towards you. And then we're to seek him. We're to go after him. Search for him. And you'll find what God has for you. Look what it says here in verse um, 1 of Colossians chapter 3. It says, If you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is seated on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on the things of this earth. That's guarding your heart. Amen. And then it says, For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Do you know what? That old man's gone. You are a new creature. And you want to find out who you really are. You want to find out God's plan for your life. You'll not find it anywhere else on this planet apart from Jesus. It's in Him. That's where life is. Amen. And that's where your call is. That's where your destiny is. It is in Him. Your life is hid with Christ in God. Now, I'm going to bring that out here now for, for a second. And just look at this here over in Psalms um, 37. Because this here really is a key verse. If you want to find what God has for your life. You know, I, I'd say that's a pursuit of all of our lives. Is God, what is it you have for me? What is your purpose, your plan for my life? Well, you're going to find God's plan for your life. You know, by doing this, and you're going to find out that God's plan for your life has a lot got to do with your desires. A lot's got to do with your desires. Amen? Your desires are key. God, God, that's what I'm saying. You give God access to your desires because your desires, um, not, your, not worldly desires or anything, I'm talking about the desires that God gives you. They're going to be key to directing you to find what God has for your life. Amen. You're, you're, this is how you find it. Look, here's how it starts here. Again, this just follows on from um, Jeremiah 29, 11. God knows the plans that he has for our life. But then we go after them. How do we find them? We have to find them in him. You have to search for him. Go out and pray to him. In other words, put Jesus first place in your life and you'll find the plans that God has for your life. Amen. I don't believe you can miss them. I don't believe we don't all, I don't, there's times we don't fully see it all. But I always say just get on the right road, go in the right direction. And as you go up that road, it's like driving in mist or driving in the fog. You don't always see the whole picture, but you see a couple of feet in front of you. Whatever you see in front of you, and God puts a desire in you for that, you go that bit further, and then that bit further. And that's the way it'll be for the rest of our lives. Sometimes God shows us a way down the road, so we have a picture of that. But sometimes it's just taking those steps every week, every month, just stepping into what God has for us. Amen? 
And sometimes people overburden themselves and get burnt out trying to find everything about, um, about their life. Well, here's a key. If you do this, you will not mess what God has for your life. Amen. Amen. You won't. If you do this, one key. And we have to just put faith in it. There's times when I, don't, I haven't known, but I've just kept doing this. And you know what? Down the line, the desire for what God has for me just kicks in. And then I know God, I have direction. I have clarity. And I start going that direction. Amen. Sometimes it's like being in the fog you can't see, but you know what you do? Just keep doing what this is. First thing, delight yourself in the Lord. Amen. Just keep doing that. Like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know the full picture of God, but I'll love you. Just seek Him. Amen. Let me just read this here, and then I'll go, I'm going to break it down here. Delight thyself in the Lord. And look at this. And He shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him. And He shall bring it to pass. Boys, if that's not Mark 11, I don't know. That is Mark 11 there. That's just showing what we just read over there, Mark 11. That is showing what we read in Jeremiah 29. Okay? Look at this here. It says, Delight yourself in the Lord. Let me just look at these words here. I'm going to break this down. It says, Delight. Let me just put it this way. Make Jesus your source of pleasure. Just make Him your... You delight yourself. Amen? Just delight yourself. Do you know what? I, I see the kids many times. you know if they're in the house and, they're, and maybe... They're a bit bored or whatever, and nobody's, nobody's on the street. Um, everybody's away, you know, and they're waiting for them to come home. Well, I'm telling you, you see when that door knocks, you want to hear the excitement in the house. Up running, you know, straight to the door. Lax is wondering, is the Carly or whatever, knocking, and the door knocks and she's up like a rocket. And you see them beaming if they see their, their friend at the door. Well, I'm telling you, that's delighting yourself in something, okay? I tell you, we need to delight ourselves in the Lord. Sometimes we, we, we um, have it all, we're overburdened with so many things. And I like sometimes just stripping it back to the simplicity of our Christian walk. Just delight yourself in the Lord. Amen. Can you, can you remember whenever you got saved what it was like? I know when I got saved, I didn't know all the other things about, you know, church life and different things. And you know what? I, I'm, a, I'm a local church man. I believe 100% in the local church. But I didn't know all of the other complexities sometimes that can go once you get saved and you get in church. And sometimes you can get so busy in church. Do you know what I was caught up in right at the start? Jesus saved me and I just was so in love with him. I was so excited. I was, I was, I was thanking him every, every second of the day, basically, just thanking him for saving me. And, you know, I felt like the scales fell off my eyes. And I looked at life through, like, a new, it was like a new set of eyes looking at life. I seen things completely different. It was like as if I seen what the realities of life were. And, you know, and God was speaking to me. And, uh, you know, and I, I was just, I was so excited about having a relationship with him. And you know what it was about? It was all about Jesus. And I tell you, I was delighting myself in him. I didn't know about everything else. But I tell you what, I had him. I didn't have him the week before, but now I have him. And I was excited about him. And sometimes as people go on their Christian walk, the people become more excited about the things and the programs and the, the you know what I mean, the busyness of Christianity and they forget about him. But you see, you, you can sense your fire going out. I'll tell you something else you sense. It's just like the signal is not... You know, working the same, the, the desires of God are not working the same. 
you know, and, and you know, in the first couple of months of me being a, being, a, being a believer, I had God minister to me purpose, destiny, vision in those first few months. Just in the first few months. And here's the thing. I, I wasn't seeking after um, purpose or seeking after destiny or seeking after all of those things. You know what I was doing? I was just seeking Him. Amen. Amen. Look, this is key. Look at this. Is. Delight. Look at what's the next word? Thyself. Do you know what that means? Nobody else can do it for you. Only you can do it. Only you can make up your mind that you're going to delight yourself in Him. That you're going to start putting Him. I'm not. We, we are doing it, okay? I'm just saying. But if you're not doing it, put Him to the forefront. Put Him to the center. To where you're going to make a Christian walk very simple. It's all about Jesus. And this is, you have to delight yourself. In other words, there's nobody else can do it for you. Or let me go back to the phone illustration. You have to press accept and allow God access to your heart. Nobody else can do that. Amen. And then it says here, delight yourself where? In the Lord. You know, we use that term in a lot. We'd, we'd say stuff like, you know what, you're in it up to your neck. And we know when we talk about there's people that are, oh, we'd say, oh, they're, up to, they're, they're in crime up to their neck. Or they're in sports up to their neck. You know, or they're in business up to their neck. They're in whatever. They're up to their neck in it. And we know what we're saying by that, that they're, you're saying they're into it. But you know what, let me ask you tonight, what are you into? Okay? What are you into? You see, if we want to find what God has for our life, we have to do this. We have to delight ourselves in who? The Lord. That's simple. Delight yourself in Jesus. Make Jesus the center of your life. Get pleasure from Him. Make Him your source of, of excitement, your source of joy. Make Him your best friend. Just be, get back to being excited, walking with him, enjoying him. Like Adam, Adam was, was, was able to walk in the cool of the day with Jesus. Do you know what? We, well, that's, that's our life now. We, we get to walk with him. Amen. He, came to, he came to live in us. And we get to walk with him, talk with him. He, he's, he's our best friend. We get to talk to him about everything. You know, if you have if a best friend or you've had a close friend in life, it means you sit and talk about everything to that best friend. Well, I'll tell you, Jesus wants to be your best friend. And here's the thing. He has desires to put into your heart. That is the purpose for your life. Amen. And you'll only find them by being with Him. Amen. This old hymn, what a friend we have in Jesus. I'll tell you, we need to be saying, oh, but he's my best friend. There's a song out there, I've got a friend in God. You know, I, I'm telling you, God needs to be the best friend in our lives. I, I, I want my life to be simple in many ways. You know, I don't like a complicated Christian walk. I like it to be simple. And when you strip it all back for me, it's all about a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what it's about. It's all about Him. You know, notice what it says, it says here, delight yourself in the Lord. Notice it doesn't say delight yourself in church. 
You see, sometimes people, they get bogged down in church life. I'm, and I'm a local church man. I'm going to show you in a moment what church is for here. I love church. Uh, uh, a church is, is a blessing. We live in the church age. God's, uh, you know, you read the New, or the New Testament, you get into, you know, the book of Acts and get into the epistles. They're all written to churches. You get into the book of Acts and you'll go, Paul would go and establish local churches, groups of people, so that we could be, come together and encourage one another. That's why the Bible says, don't forsake the assembling together of the saints. We need one another. But who are we assembling around? Who is it that shows up in our midst every time we come together? Where two or three are gathered together, he's in the midst. So when you come together in church, it's all about Jesus. We're delighting ourselves in Him. You know, and there's many times people delight themselves in church and programs and different things like that. And they're busy in church, but they're not delighting themselves in the Lord. And I've found many times people burn out being busy for the things of God. Amen. Without spending time with a person that is central to our Christian walk, Jesus Christ. Amen. People say I'd rather, I'd rather burn out for God than rust out for the devil. No, I, I just rather run my race. That sat before me. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. I tell you, if you look unto Jesus, you'll finish your race. But if you just are busy, you can be busy and busy and busy. And you know what? You may, it may look like you're accomplishing a lot. That pleases a lot of people. But I'm telling you, if you're just busy in programs and all of those kind of things, and they all have their place, okay? But if you're busy to the point where it affects your, your own personal relationship with Jesus, you're too busy. And what happens is you get frustrated, and after a while you don't even know why you're doing it. You're busy, but you don't even know why you're busy, and you don't even know what it's about. I've seen people over the years, I've been there at times myself, where I've been so busy that I forgot what I was busy about. If you're too busy to spend time with God, spend time in His Word, you're too busy. If you're too busy to delight yourself in the Lord, you're too busy. If you have no time whatsoever, you're too busy. Because I want to do what God's called me to do. How about you? Amen. Here's the key. Delight yourself in the Lord. Amen. Now, that's our part. That's us saying, God, I give you access to my life. Here's God's part. Do you see this isn't self-help? This is now, look at it, it switches now. He will give you the desires of your heart. He's going to put his desires into your heart. He will give you the desires. That means he's going to put his desires into your heart. Just like when you open up your phone to an app and you accept it, now that app starts to download into your phone. Where it starts to infiltrate your phone. It's like it has... It has a connection now right into your phone where it's going to start putting stuff onto your phone so that you can then start to access that and use it. Well, I'll tell you, when you open up your heart to God and you start delighting yourself in the Lord, it's just like as you delight yourself in the Lord, you're opening up your heart to Him. Just like a, a, a flower would open up and, you know, so that the bees and stuff then can access the flower. Well, when you delight yourself in the Lord, you're opening up your heart to God so that He can now come and invade your heart and what he's going to do is he's going to put his desires in you. And God will give you the want to do what he has called you to do. Amen. You know, when I got saved, right up until that, right up until that time I got saved, the only thing that I really I was good at was art. And I loved art. 
And mum would tell you, and dad would tell you, they were at a certain, sometimes on a Friday, Friday night and certain, I'd been drawn to two or three o'clock in the morning sometimes doing projects for school and stuff. I used to draw pictures and it'd take 60 hours to draw. That's how long they would take. One of those pages about this size, I used to draw, and it used to take me about 60 hours and I always, when I, when I would draw, it would always be very detailed. I like detailing anything. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the scriptures as well. But I had a passion and a strong desire for art. But you see, whenever I got saved, that passion started to dwindle. And I got new desires start to take its place. But you know how they came? Well, God dropped things on the inside of me. But I just was delighting myself in the Lord so much that he was putting new desires in my heart. And I don't know how to explain it. But a desire that I had my whole life, it was like a new desire just swallowed it up. And that was the desires that now God has for me. Is art wrong? No. I still draw. I still can draw. But you know what? It's not the passion of my life. You know, I was talking the other day about, about desire and I was talking about it like volume. You know, you can have, um, you know, you, you can listen to music in your car down low or like if you're like Donna, you like your music up full blast. I can hear Donna coming before she gets to the house. The music is full pelt. Donna likes it really loud. I used to like it really loud. I don't know why I have it turned down now. Uh, you know, I like it at a certain level now. Um, but Donna likes everything loud, loud, loud. But you know what? M my art desire used to be full blast. And now, it's d I still have it, but it's down very low. And a new desire took over, and it's up full blast. Does that make sense? Yeah. Amen. And that's the way it is when God, God starts putting the want to. You see, I don't have the same want to to do that anymore. Do you know what, for the last 24 years, I've had one burning desire in my heart, and that's been to teach the Word. I can't get away from it. But I'll tell you what I've been doing for the last 24 years. There's been times the volume has been up full blast, times it's been down a wee bit lower. But I've always pressed into this in my desires to delight myself in Jesus. He's stayed the center of my life. Amen. He stayed the center of my life, the center of my days for the last 24 years. And I don't have to seek the plan that God has for me per se. I just need to seek Him. And as I seek Him, He's putting His desires in my heart. And I have the want to, to do that. Do you know whatever God's called you to do, He'll put the want to in you for it. You'll have a desire. You just, you just delight yourself in Him and desires start to come into your heart. I, you know, I'd be around people and they've got great desires. Like I was um, talking to John Purcell the other, the other night. Um, I was at a meeting the other night and John was there. And um, John was just, as soon as we started talking, John started talking about evangelism. Started talking about praying for people. Started talking about winning souls. Telling me about a couple that he led to the Lord on top of a mountain there recently. In the last couple of weeks. Just led them to the Lord on top of the mountain. He was out for a walk and he ended up just bumping into this couple that had just got engaged. And the next thing, John comes along and he's telling me he's eating blueberries. And he says, here I come, my face covered and, you know, <laughs> blew around my lips and everything. And he says, and I just started talking to him. Yeah, but he, he said to me, he says, every time I talk to people, I'm just looking for that opportunity to share Jesus with them. He's an evangelist. He has a passion for that. And I was saying the opposite. I said, I have a passion for souls, but I have a passion for the Word. We're not, we're, not, we're not in competition. We, I need him and he needs me. We both need each other. 
The body of Christ doesn't need to be divided. We all have different passions and desires, but it's all for the one kingdom. Amen. But you know what? Know how it comes? Delighting yourself in the Lord. And you know what? I said to him, I says, you're just like a living example of what I'm talking about here. Because I started talking to me, start telling me about how good Jesus is. I was just up there talking to Jesus and just thanking him. And the next thing I bumped into these people. And I thought, there's a man and he's just doing this here. And he's on fire for souls. That was the passion of God coming out in his heart. Amen. Do you know what it is? You just delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart, whatever that's for. Amen. Look what it says. Commit your ways unto him. Well, let, let me look at that. Does that the, uh, he, he shall give you. That's grace. You don't have to work it up. He just gives you. Amen. You, don't have, you just seek him. And he'll give you the desires of your heart. He'll give you the desires of what? Your heart, not your flesh. This is different. You see, you, you want what he has for you. And you know where it's going to come? Your heart. He wants access to your heart. Out of your heart are all the issues of life. That makes sense? Yeah. Amen. It's powerful scripture. Commit your way unto the Lord. Trust in Him. And look at this. He'll bring it to pass. You just trust Him. You put faith in Him. You don't have to make it come to pass. Amen. It's not in your strength. It's not, it's not in our ability. You just concentrate on focusing on Him. Let him put his desires in you. Back to Mark 11. You start praying out those desires. You start speaking out those desires. Amen. And it says there, he'll give you the desires of your heart. Amen. He'll give you them. Commit your, commit your ways unto him. He'll bring it to pass. Powerful scripture, isn't it? Amen. I want his desires in my heart. Um, I, 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 you know, um, I can remember... Um, in 1993, whenever I got saved, I got saved, and you know what? I was plugged into church for three years, and you know what? I, um, I went to Joe Corey's church for three years, and boy, I was mightily blessed there for three years. But you know, God started to turn my heart to, to move down south to go to church. And you know what? I fought it for a year. Mama tell you, I'd, you come home, and if I was in the house, I used to be banging my head off the table. Now, not like a nutcase, but I'd just be going, you know, ah, uh, banging my head. But you know what? Do you know why I was doing it? Because I didn't want to go. But at the same time, I did want to go. Have you ever been there? I wanted to, but I didn't want, I wanted, do you know, see, I wanted what I had because I, I loved where I was. I loved, uh, uh, I, I was a youth leader in the church and I loved the young people dearly. I mean, it broke my heart in the sense of whenever I left because I loved them. Absolutely. And I, I, I loved uh, friendships, but I had strong desires in my heart. And you know what? God put those desires in my heart. I wanted to go as well because I wanted to go to Bible school and stuff like that. So I was torn. And for a year, I couldn't, I couldn't reason it out. But, uh, but you know what? The desires were overwhelming it just kept growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and it was giving me the want to to where this want to was stronger than this want to and I couldn't stay I had to go but you know what I was doing I was following the desires of my heart but you know who was putting them in there God he was putting them in there as I delighted myself in him and I've lived my life like that ever since sometimes I get it right sometimes I don't but I'll tell you this, God gets it right every single time. Amen. 
And I've learned this, just delight yourself in the Lord. Amen. Some, and what I mean, you get it right, sometimes I've ran out ahead of God or done things, you know what I mean, in my own strength and my own ability. But the desires were, were churning over. Amen. I, need to, I want to show this scripture here, just, just we're talking about this, because, you know, when you give God your access to your heart, as I said before, He doesn't have a bad plan for your life. He's a good plan for your life. Okay? Look, look what it says here. The king... It says, I have this in the NIV here, it says, The king rejoices in your strength. It says, Lord, how great is his joy in the victories you give. You have granted him his desires, his heart's desires, and have not withheld the request of his lips. Isn't that basically Mark 11? Look at it again, it says, You have granted him the the, his heart's desire, and have not withheld the request of his lips. See, God will put desires in you and then you start to ask for them. Amen. See, it, it's, not, it's not coming and saying, you know, I desire this and I desire that and I desire this. No, it's no God, I desire you first and foremost. Amen. And then you give me the desires into my heart and then I'm going to make requests on those desires. And I'm telling you, God will back them 100%. 100%. Look, I like this here because sometimes people say, if you ask God for His desires and access to your heart, you know, He's going to give you a horrible dream or something for your life and you're just going to live in misery until you make it to heaven no god you put god first he's a wonderful plan for your life look what it said here of david you came to greet him with rich blessings and placed a crown of pure gold on his head you asked er, he asked you for life and you give it to him length of days forever and ever through the victories you give his glory is great you have bestowed on him splendor and majesty surely you have granted him unending blessing and made him um, glad with the joy of your presence for the king trusts in the lord through the unfailing love of the most high he will not be shaken look what it says here it says god give him these great things but look it says here god give david victory he give him rich blessings he give him promotion he give him protection he give him a long life that's the desires god has for your life so when you delight yourself in the lord i tell you he has a good plan for your life he's a plan to give you an expected end that's why it's not wrong to dream for big things but let but dream with god amen amen dream with god God, God has a good plan for our, for our lives. If God puts a, a big dream in your heart, don't let anybody say to you, you, you know what, you're in pride or you're whatever. Because you know what, if, because if you really delight yourself in the Lord, He's going to humble you. No, you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. He's going to lift you up. Amen. So uh, 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 there's nothing wrong with dreaming for big things. If God puts a desire in your house to live in a certain place, well then, live in, believe, start speaking it out to live in that place. Because that's God giving you the desires of your heart. You know, what? God puts a dream in your heart to go and do something in the ministry or whatever, just do it. He'll give you the want to. If He starts working on your heart, start praying those desires out. Amen? Amen? Praise God. God didn't give him poverty. He gave him great blessing. Here's a, here's a secret in David's life. What was David called? He was called a man after God's own heart. Do you know what that means? David was in hot pursuit of God's heart. Amen. And what happened was God transferred his desires into David's heart. And God promoted David, blessed him, 
give him victories. Amen? Why? Because David wasn't in pursuit of stuff and things and all of that. David was in pursuit of him. You'll find the plan of God for your life when you search for me with all of your heart. That's the key here. Delight yourself where? In the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Be a man or a woman after God's heart. Do you know what that means? Just be in hot pursuit of Him. Amen. That's simple. And I'll, just one, I'll leave you with this verse here. Look what it says in um, Isaiah 26 and verse 8. Again, desire Jesus. Don't, desire, don't go running for this, that, God. Don't be running for the plan of God for your life. Run after Him. He has the plan of God for your life. And He knows how to put His desires in your heart. He'll put the want to for it in your heart. And when he puts the want to in, in your heart, tell you, you can follow that desire. Now, I'll put it this way. Sometimes you can, you can start limiting down what God has for you by what you definitely don't want to do. <laughs> as long as you're delighting yourself in the Lord. There's things in the Christ, in Christian environment I know for certain I'm not called to. Do you know why? I have absolutely no desire for it. But I see other people that are passionate about it. But I don't have a desire for it. See, I know what I'm called to. Amen. I'm called to minister to the word. Amen. You know why? That's my passion. Can't get away from it. Think about it morning, noon, and night. I can't turn it off. Now, I could turn the volume down by stop focusing on him. But I keep the volume up high. I want it up high. But I can't switch it off. Amen. Do you know why? Because it's there. It's constant. Never leaves. Never leaves. Don will tell you. Don will be talking to me. Sometimes I'm not even listening. And it's not that I'm not listening on purpose. I've stuff going on in my head that I need to keep on track with that because I want to write that down. And then I'll say, right, what was that you were saying? And it's just like, I don't turn off. It can be, I'm sure it's frustrating sometimes for Donna, but it's like, it's, it's just always there. I leave tonight and on the way home I'll be thinking what I'm preaching next week. Because it doesn't leave. I just automatically, I just constantly go. I'm preaching on Sunday, I'll be thinking about it. Or else I'm thinking about what's going on in my heart or thinking about God dreams and I just don't I don't switch off. And I'm sure you're the same. You can locate the desires that you have. And if you don't have strong desires in an area, just keep pursuing him. And boy, one morning you'll wake up and you'll just start dreaming about something. Or thinking about something. And you know what? If it persists and doesn't go away. That's one way I know it. You know, I, I, I'm not even going to read this first. I'm going to end here. But you know, if you have a if you have a desire, you know, sometimes you, you sometimes you can even go to an event, and you can get around other people, and you listen to their desires, and then you think, oh, that's great, that's. All. But you know, when you're there, you're thinking about it. But when you leave after a few weeks, if that desire has not got stronger. But it's like faded out into the background. You can know that was just there because you hung around people that had that kind of a desire. Okay? But the desires in your heart, when you focus on God, they won't leave. They get stronger. And they don't go away. And sometimes you can have desires in your heart that you haven't told anybody. But you know what? You don't have to tell anybody. Just talk to Him. And you know what? When they grow and grow, people start to see it. 
Because it'll start coming out of your mouth. Amen? You start talking about it. What's in you, what's in you that doesn't go away? Have you ever been knocked down? But the desire still there? <laughs> I've been knocked down at times so hard. But you know what? The desire has stayed even though I was knocked down. I've even turned around at times and went, you know what? What's the point? And it's no sooner out of my mouth. I've said it over the years. I haven't said it in years now, but I've said it over the years. I remember one time actually I said, I said, if I'm not in ministry and I'd give a date by Christmas, that was whatever year, was, it was I don't know how many years ago now, it was about 13 years ago. I had said, if I'm not in ministry by Christmas, I said, I'm going to start. It was a business. I said, I'm going to start a business in January. And I had it out of my mouth. And I went, no, I take that straight back. Because I knew I said something against what was in my heart. It's okay for other people to start a business or whatever. But I tell you, it hasn't been in my heart to do that. Sometimes I think about it. Sometimes I think about it purely from just a financial point of view. No passion for it. Just think about just because, no, to think, you know, ways of, you know, could, could I get more money or whatever, just to help me and my family or whatever. You th I've thought about that over the years. I've thought about starting so on. I've thought about, could I go into partnership? I've thought about all of those things. But I can remember that year I made it. I said that year, I said, if I'm not in business or if I'm not in ministry by December, I'm going to start a business. And I knew my heart was like just arrested me as soon as I said it. Do you know why? Because that was my dream. That's the desires of God in my heart. And I just said it. If anyone's ever just been fed up and you've just said something and you just went, or you've said I give up or I quit or whatever, you throw the towel in and then you go, what am I at? And you go and you lift the towel back out, out of the ring. Do you know why? Because that's your desires that won't let you give up. They're persistent. In other words, they stay with you. Whatever stays with you as you delight yourself in the Lord, don't ignore that. Amen. Don't ignore that. Start praying about it. Amen. Even if you don't fully understand it, start praying about it. That's where your prayer life really comes as key. God, what is this? Why is this not going away? God, why do I feel like? Why am I getting why am I going cold in that arena, but I'm starting to get hot in this arena? You understand? Why is this I having the same desire for that anymore? But I and again, this is not talking about like a husband or a wife or something like this is talking about passion for the call of God upon your life. Okay? Don't ignore that. Pursue it in prayer. Seek him, wall of your heart, find out what it is, and then start speaking it out of your mouth. And the Bible says, when you, what you desire and you pray, praise God, you have it. Amen. It's just a matter of time for it to come to pass. Amen. Praise God.